Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Thank you, God. We thank you that you are the same yesterday, today and forever. That you are a faithful God, that you are a good God. We can believe you because you cannot lie. We believe you and we know that as you read your word and we know who you are, we can discover who we are and what you have called us to be. We thank you, Lord, that you have created us in our mother's womb, that you've knitted us together. We are fearfully and wonderfully made and that we are able to come into your presence and be in that throne room with you because of what Jesus did on the cross for us. you giving us your son letting him lay down his life for each and every one of us. We receive that salvation. We receive that freedom. And we receive our identity because we are in Christ. We thank you for that. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, band. Thank you to the boy band. It wasn't meant to be that, but they did great. Thank you. Good love that. Next time we'll just get them to do some little moves, some synchronised moves. That'd be good. I think they might have enough to deal with without having to do that. That's great. Well, great to have you guys here. As Pastor Eden said, we're continuing our series, part three today. In the previous weeks, we have explored the names in the Bible and we realise that they are significant because it often described character. And God even changed names of different people to proclaim the changes he he had brought into their lives, that transformation into followers such as Abram became Abraham and Sarah, Sarah and Jacob to Israel. And then in the New Testament, Simon to Peter and a very important one, Saul to Paul. When we give our lives to Jesus, we're baptised into the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we take on that as our family name. And we receive those family privileges Those things that we have in the natural and the family, we have supernatural spiritual privileges because we are part of the family of God. We are the sons and daughters of God. And when we allow him to do that work in us, we're transformed from glory to glory to be more like him, to be more like the family image, that we look more like him. People look at us and we reflect who God is and we look like his children because we're acting and we're like him. We are in Christ and he is in us. We have authority to pray in the name of Jesus. And there comes power with that. There's power in the name of Jesus. And then last time Pastor Steve shared about God's name, I am, that he joins that to our name. And we looked at the names of God and how they describe God's character and nature. So today we're looking at our names, the ones that we have that God has given us. So I don't know if any of you here, if any of you here read the book, The Help, or seen the movie from a few years ago, it was very powerful. It was based in America in the 60s, yeah. and there was an African-American maid, Abilene, and she loved the little white girl, Mae Mobley, who she looked after. And she would witness Mae Mobley's mum being quite cruel to her. And She was very upset about this and she didn't want May Mobley to grow up to be a racist like her mum and her mum's friends. So she decided to do something about it. Every day she would tell the child something good about herself and she would speak this statement over her. She'd 
So Kurnaya said, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. Oh, goodness. And once Maimovi could talk, every day she'd get it to repeat it back to her. You is kind, you is smart, you is important. You has poor grandma, but no, we'll just leave that at the side there. <laughs> but she reinforced it in the little girl's life so that she could live accordingly, even when the maid wasn't around anymore. And in our lives, we can have these voices, people that speak to us and telling us who we, we are. They might be audible, like Abelene the nanny, telling the girl good things about herself. Could be your parents, friends, teachers, different leaders in the church, or it could even be negative influences too, like the mum in that story. You might have been told, or it might have been insinuated that you were useless, lazy, ugly, unwanted, never good enough, unloved. And you can unfortunately probably fill in too easily some gaps there from your own experience of some labels and names that you have been given and you've been carrying around. Words have power. And we see that right in the beginning of the Bible in Genesis, which is when God created the world by his words. He said, let there be light, and there was light. Let there be whatever he said, it came into being. When we know that the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will be um, will eat the fruit thereof, eat its fruit. That's in Proverbs 18.21. So words are a creative or a destructive force. Yeah. Andy Stanley posted this on Instagram this week. I thought well, that's interesting. That is relevant to what I'm sharing with you today. Words are not equally weighted. Negative words weigh far more than positive ones. Yeah. I know um, growing up we would hear the phrase, for every negative word that someone says about you, it's like you have to have eight positive affirmations to counteract that. And I think that there's a truth in that. And the source determines the weight. If someone that you don't know very well or not really interested in says something to you, that doesn't really affect you very much. But um, if there's someone that you're close to or admire or has authority over you does the same thing, it can really hurt and it can have a weight to it and it can work positively and it can work negatively in that. Your words carry weight, so steward them well. Yes. Let's be people of God who speak encouragingly, life-giving words in all areas of our life. Amen. Don't withhold. You know the time the Holy Spirit prompts you to say something, send a text or encourage someone, don't hold back. Do it. They really they must need that. <laughs> and you know yourself when you get those, it just, it does encourage you and it builds you up and it can come against so many things that are coming to attack us in our world. Choose to do this daily. And don't be the person that people see and try to avoid because they go, I don't want to hear your long stories. I don't want to hear your whinging. I don't want to hear your complaining. I don't want to be the brunt of your negativity yeah. and the whinging. Self-control is the fruit of the spirit. And one of the main areas we need self-control in is our tongue. Make yourself accountable. Get friends to remind you. Most often, and especially for women, <laughs> the voices that tell us who I am are in our head, are in our mind. And maybe they're the voices of the past or the present. 
So where we should be hearing, I am loved, I'm accepted. Instead we're hearing, I'm rejected, I'm unworthy. I'm unacceptable, stupid, unimportant, fat, gangly, ugly, incompetent. You can fill in the gap. There's a slide here, and this says, I am. Two of the most powerful words for what you put after them shapes your reality. It's powerful, isn't it, and very true. Why is it like this? Well, partly because that's how we tick. We battle with insecurity. And then the world, you know, that's us humans, we set up unrealistic expectations as well. You know, men, we're called to be so much in the world now. We, you, you're called to be so much. Be a dad who works long hours to provide financially, but is at every sporting event and everything your kids have got to do, and then you're going to spend this many hours of quality time with each one individually as well. Then you're going to take your wife on regular date nights and provide expensive holidays and have awesome adventure and hobbies and renovate the family home and study and lead the family spiritually, and the list continues. And women, we're not helped by the media and magazines telling us that we need to be skinnier and prettier and have flawless and amazing beauty routines and juggle working and church and family and study and then take the kids to three different activities after school and help them with their homework and plan these extravagant birthday parties every year and be a domestic goddess and, you know, cook beautiful meals, have the, the house clean, exercise daily, maintain friendships, devotional time with the Lord and then energy to wow in the bedroom at night, all in a day's work. And, you know, sometimes... Reading that Proverbs 31 woman, she really annoys me. <laughs> and she really, that really doesn't help. But we can be those, most of those things in Proverbs 31, but not at the same time. Yeah. There's some things to aspire to throughout our life. And can I just remind you, she had servants. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so with so many unrealistic expectations and the power of comparison, dare I say competition, which is dangerous, we can hear in our mind, I am not adding up. Yeah. I'm not enough. I'm inadequate. I'm overwhelmed. I'm not as good as the person next door who's showing their highlight reel on Instagram and they've got it all together and what beautiful children they are and look how incredible their house is and their awesome holidays. We just feel inadequate and overwhelmed. And often no one else is placing these names and these labels on us. It's just us. But each of us has our own story. Yeah. And it says in the Word of God, each of us has our own race to run, yeah. not in competition with anyone else. We were created, hand-knitted by the God of the universe with unique callings and gifts, each one, individually with a purpose and a plan a beautiful tapestry, a masterpiece. Yeah. And how do I know this? Because the Bible tells me so. That's an amazing song. If we all lived by that. <laughs> Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. You know what? We just live to that. That's a pretty good way. We just sort a lot of things out in our life. But we know who we are because... God can only tell the truth. His word is truth. Yeah. And we know that you are not what others say you are. You are who God says you yes. are. Yes. He is the ultimate authority in the universe he created yeah. and in our individual lives. Yeah. So his words carry the most weight yeah. 
and nullify everything else that's spoken over us. Jesus understood this. This is one of my favourite verses in the Bible. He understood his purpose. He never did anything he didn't want to do. Even we did go to the cross, but he asked not, but he still did it. But he didn't do anything that people would say to him, everybody's wanting you. He goes, no, I'm praying now. John 13, 3. Jesus knew that the Father had put him in complete charge of everything, that he came from God and was on his way back to God. So, and then it continues on and explains what Jesus did next. And it needs to be the same for us. There's three things that we need to know. You need to know who you are, whose you are, and what is yours. You belong to God. You have everything that a son or a daughter, or king of, the king of kings is entitled to. And you have complete access to him any time that you want to, any time you desire it. So different from the Old Testament. We are so blessed to have the presence of God with us all the time, with Holy Spirit. And I read in a commentary um, about this, and I just love it. I am because I know and am loved by the great I am. Moses asked God, who will I say sent me? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. This signifies the real being of God, his self-existence, and that he is the being of beings, as also it denotes, denotes his eternity and immutability and his constancy and faithfulness in fulfilling his promises. For it includes all time, past, present, and to come. And the sense is not only I am what I am at present, but I am what I have been, and I am what I shall be, and shall be what I am. Is that beautifully put? So who does the God, the almighty I am, say that I am? Well, firstly, I am in Christ. Amen. We are in Christ. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 5.17 If anyone is in Christ, and we are, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. Our true identity is in Christ. Yeah. We're not a worm. We're not just a forgiven sinner, but we are a new creation. And it's mentioned 30 times in Ephesians that this is our primary identity. It's in Christ. I'm identified as a saint, but every day I keep, need to keep be kept reminding of myself of this to learn to think differently. Yeah. Because the devil comes and he speaks lies. Yeah. Yeah. His name is liar, father of lies, deceiver. Yeah. And he says, you aren't worthy. Remember you did this? Remember you said that? Remember you thought this? But I am righteous, not of my own accord, but through Jesus' work on the cross. I am forgiven. Amen. You are not your past. You are not what you did. Amen. Negative voices are saying this, but we choose to listen to the truth. Yeah. You need to guard your heart when the enemy whispers or yeah. sometimes shouts. The opposite. Put off falsehood. Put off the old way of life. Yeah. Take on the new. That is who he says we are. God's word is truth. He created us. Yeah. He is a manufacturer, so we go to him to see how we were made and for what purpose. What does God say about us and our purpose? I have to remind myself of this regularly. So I pray and meet with local pastors, ministers fortnightly, and it can be intimidating in some ways because I've only ever been the only female in these gatherings. And I know for a fact a couple of them that 
don't really come very often, but they come from a theology place called complementarianism, I had to write it down, <laughs> which pretty much says women shouldn't ever do anything in ministry. So obviously I don't believe that. Probably you don't either, we probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> the men generally, apart from these other couple, are so welcoming and inclusive of me. And last Thursday, one of them said, he goes, we love having you here and that you keep turning up. And he said, it could be challenging at times to be the only woman. Am I right? I said, yeah, it is actually. Thanks for that. I said, I have to keep in front of me that I am called, Amen. anointed yes. and appointed Amen. to do ministry in this form. And I just really appreciated him encouraging me in that and recognising that yeah. because I needed it. But I was sort of pleased that they were the words that just came out of my mouth too, that I could default back to, hey... This is who I am. Amen. This is who I've been called yeah. to. And I'm walking in that. And I'm not intimidated. And I'm not keeping my mouth shut because I'm a female and yeah. trying to please people. Holy Spirit often reminds me through many sources that he is well pleased with me and what I'm doing. And that I'm a good and faithful servant. Amen. I am what he has called me and calls me. And I can't afford to lose my confidence and perspective of who I am and my purpose. And that's why the author of Hebrews says in Hebrews 10, 35 to 36, do not throw away your confidence. It will be greatly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Yeah, yeah. When I lose my confidence, not in my own abilities, but what I carry in Christ, when I don't walk in my calling, or you don't walk in yours, the body of Christ suffers. And we miss out on the reward that he has promised. The enemy, his purpose is to come, rob, kill and destroy. And as soon as he is aware of our gifts and our promises within us, he tries to nip that in the bud. You can see that all through history, from when those newborn babies around the time of Moses and Jesus were there, the enemy came and tried to wipe them out, to murder them and to destroy them, to nip it in the bud so they didn't have a time to um, develop and be who they were called to be. But of course, God's hand was upon them. And, you know, we saw this firsthand with one of our sons. From a very young age, he just loved the word of God. He had read the whole Bible by the time he was eight. It put me to shame. I realised I'd never done that, so I put that into place. I've done that quite a few times now. Not that that's be all and end all, but it was a good challenge. And yeah, he just loved to study the Bible. So excuse your pastor, Dave, because I'm going to swear in this story. So I'm just preparing you. you can cover your ears if you like. But one night, Steve went in to pray with um, our boys, as he did, and prayed with this son. And this son was really upset. And he's like, what's wrong, mate? He goes... I can't tell you, I can't tell you. He goes, yes, you can. What's going on? He goes, no, I can't tell you because I'm having bad thoughts and I feel really bad about it. And Steve said, no, no, tell me what's wrong. He goes, well, I hear these voices when I'm reading the Bible, but they say rude words. So he goes, well, you can tell me what it is because you're quoting them. <laughs> he says, when I'm trying to read the Bible, this voice says, it's lies, it's just crap. And he said, and it just upsets me and... I, and we were like, oh, is that all? Oh, that's just the devil. He's just trying to come against you because, you know, the word of God is powerful and we know it's truth. And he's trying, oh, okay. But we actually got, we prayed with him. We got some um, prayer warriors to pray with us and we broke that within him.
But it was, I was so cross with the devil, furious with him to come against a young primary school young man like that. But he knew the call of his life. And right back then, he was trying to crush it, that he wouldn't be all that he was called to be in God and have that revelation and that love for his word and to come against the thing that was so powerful of God and to come and say that it was lies and wasn't true. It's hard to break off old patterns and ways of living and thinking and things can trigger us. We can start you know, heading down dangerous thought patterns. We need to identify those triggers and acknowledge the emotions, seek to understand why we react in such a way, and then yield it to God. And Ephesians 6 says to be aware of the enemy's schemes, his devices, his plans. How does he try to bring discouragement or intimidation against you? It's good to think about sometimes. Yeah. I've learned to do this. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling rejection out of that. That's my old default. That's my, my thing where the enemy's going to come in and try and torment me in that way. Everyone has a different thing that they come. And I had this picture of a courier coming and he's like, oh, here, here's a package for you. Come and sign it. Well, what's in it? No, you don't need to know. Just, just sign it. You know, and that some people just go, oh, yeah, I'll take it, right? Something's given to me. Open up. Oh, it's disappointment. It's pain. It's disease. It's all these negative things. Well, you sign for it now. It's yours. But no, we need to be aware. Go, sign this. Well, what is it? No, it's, it's just don't. No, I'm not signing for it. I want to know what it is. No, I'm not signing for that. I'm not putting my name for that. Yeah. You know? I'm not receiving that because that is not my portion. I'm a child of God. I'm only receiving gifts from Father God, who is a good God and only gives good and perfect gifts for me. That is my inheritance. That is your inheritance. I am a child of God. And God's got gifts for you. What is it? You might say it's a gift from me. This, this astounds me. God says, here is Holy Spirit. Most beautiful gift. So people say, no, thank you, I don't want that. I'm like, why wouldn't you want that? Someone who could come and counsel and guide and, and correct and you know, bring you peace and you know, someone who just bring up revelation who's with you all the time. And I think it's sometimes because we don't trust God. And when we don't trust God, it might be because we don't know him fully and have that no we never do know him fully but we need to get to know him yeah. more to know that he is a good guy we can trust him and he has a good purpose for us yeah. we need to know who we are in christ and what is our inheritance and the list goes on ephesians 2 8 to 10 says we have become his poetry a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us for we are joined to jesus the anointed one even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works he would do to fulfil it. Amen. He wants us to receive all he has for us, to activate and use the gifts that he created us with and know that we don't do it alone. Yeah. We are part of a larger body, a church, a community, a bride. We are essential and everyone needs what you bring to the table, what you bring to the body. We don't function properly without your contribution. So how do we know what, who, where, why? How do we know who we are and what we possess? Studying God's word. We've got to get it into our heart, into our mind. It's described as 
um, washing of the word, renewing of the mind. And it's really easy to find out what God's word says in this area, because just like everything else in life, you want to know the answer? You Google it. Here's some I prepared earlier. Just Googled who I am in Christ. I came up with 300 on the mum's speed. Today I've just picked a few. <laughs> and the idea is not to read them off as a list, but as you go and look through, I'll print some off and send them with the um, email for the church email this week so that you can have the big long list and see what jumps out for you, where you are in your season of life. Like we took time in communion to be quiet and to listen to what Holy Spirit's saying. What is Holy Spirit saying? This is the word of God that you need to speak over your life in this season. Amen. I am God's child. All of these have verses next to them. I am not fearful because God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, yes. but a power, love and self-discipline. I am blessed yes. in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Yes. I'm not making this up. This is the word of God. This is truth from the person who can't lie. I am holy and blameless. I am adopted as his child. I am redeemed. I am forgiven. I am a hope bearer. I am the salt and the light of the earth. I am God's co-worker. I am a minister of reconciliation. I am secure. I am a holy temple. And I'm a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. I am maturing spiritually. I am becoming certain of God's truths and the lifestyle he has called me to. I'm growing in a new attitude and a new lifestyle. I'm understanding what God's will is. I'm walking in God's power. I am victorious. I'm protected by God's peace. I am chosen and dearly loved. I am set free. Yes, we are. I am more than a conqueror. Yes, we are. I'm qualified to share in his inheritance. Thank you, Lord. I am God's workmanship created in Christ to do good works that he has prepared yes, for me Lord. to do. I am the righteousness of God. Yes, I have right standing with him in Jesus Christ. Amen. I am healed and whole in Jesus. Yes, I am strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. I am, so for those of you here last week, I am pressing on each day to fulfill God's plan for my life because I live to please him. Yes, Lord. Amen. Write them out. As I said, I'll send them out to you. Highlight them. And different times, write out different ones. Yes. You know what it's like when we write, we, we, we learn better. Um, I sometimes put these, the scriptures that I'm standing on in a plastic sleeve and put it on the other side of the clear shower screen so that I could see those verses and read them. Some people put them on their fridge or on their mirror or wherever they need to be. Have them on your phone. Maybe you set aside a time, a couple of times a day where you just go and you read these declarations of truth over your life and you read them out loud. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. So when you're speaking them out loud, you feel a bit silly at first. But when you're speaking out loud, you're hearing, and that's building your faith. We need to focus, you know, in different seasons on different things. Change them up as you experience victory in different areas, but you need more support and you're challenged in other areas. Whatever works for you, meditate on them. Don't just read them as a list. Meditate and think about what God's saying and listen to him to hear what he's saying to you about that.
It takes work, but we're fighting a war and we have to be proactive. There's a battle going on in our mind. And um, you might have heard the story of someone saying they saw a picture in their mind. It was like two dogs were fighting. There was a black dog representing evil and there was a white dog representing good. And the guy said to him, well, which one is, which one is winning? And he said, the one I feed. Isn't that true? So are we feeding the negative things? Or are we feeding the good? Feeding from the word of God, feeding the truth and speaking those things over our life. You know, I can't do this for you. I can pray for you, <laughs> but you, I can't pray into you. Yeah. You have to feed on the word of God yourself. It's your choice. Amen. And it's work. It takes time to renew a mind. We have all these pathways that we've forged. They have to be almost redone and come to, to, to make new paths. But even scientific research has shown that we can make new pathways, pathways that bring life, which is so exciting. That's actually just new, new research, which they've just found to found now to justify and prove the word of God, which is awesome. <laughs> so allow the reality of Jesus' finished work on the cross to meet the real emotional struggles that you are going through, because you were born into God's family by faith in Christ. So certain characters, characteristics are guaranteed to you by the Word of God. And you can take them, make them more meaningful and productive by continually reminding yourself of who you are and what you possess as a child of God. The more you affirm who you are in Christ, the more your behaviour will reflect your true identity. Establish the Christ identity in those areas and that spiral of defeat reverses to a spiral of success, yeah. fruitfulness. So let's stand, we're going to play some music. And I want to declare and speak these words of life and truth over you now from the Bible, the Word of God itself. And this is Hebrews 10, 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more you see the day approaching. And verse 35, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. We ask you to speak to us where we are, where there have been labels that have been there, where we have been carrying names that are not ours, where we have believed lies, where we have been crushed under the weight of the heaviness of that. We bring those to you and we offer them now as a sacrifice. We lay them down. And we say, thank you, Jesus, for what you did on the cross. They are no longer ours. Everything that once was 
from the past is gone. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus, the price that you paid on the cross, so we could be forgiven from our sins, that we could be set free, that we could walk in freedom and liberty in your spirit, that we would be able to come to you washed by the blood of Jesus, cleansed and whole and righteous, that we can come into the presence of our Father God and say, Abba Father, we can run into that throne room. We can sit on his knee. We can be with, with our Father God because we are his child. We are righteous. We are holy in Christ. I'd love for you, there's not many of us here, I'd love for us just to come down to the altar. I know some people can't move. That's fine. Stay in your seats. That's fine. But I would love everyone else to just come forward here. And we're going to have some time with Holy Spirit. And I know that there might even be some of you that sense a word that you want to encourage someone, that you want to pray for someone. Let's go for it. We're encouraging the word of God to desire prophecy, to encourage one another. And the Holy Spirit does speak to us. Let's open our hearts to hear from you. So there's a few areas that I feel that um, Holy Spirit will want to minister to. For some of you doubting where you come from, you know, whose you are, who you are in Christ. And there's been an attack on your mind. And I saw just some of you, it's like there's been accusations that have just been um, shouting in your ears and you've been having trouble to shut down those accusations or those voices from the past. And it's caused you to lose confidence in where you stand in Christ. Wavering and, and the enemy's attacking your mind. For some of it's even tormenting. Holy Spirit, we just bring those things to you now. We shut down those voices. Intimidation, go in the name of Jesus. Confusion, leave this building, come off the people of God. They are children of God. They are not yours. Get your hands off them. We thank you, God, right now. Holy Spirit, bring peace. Fill each of your people with peace. Right now, despite circumstances, it doesn't matter. You're the Prince of Peace. Your peace passes all understanding. We can't understand. We can't comprehend it. But you are the Prince of Peace and minister that peace now. God, I pray for those that have been um, trying to study the Word, but it has been confusing. There has been a dryness. We're praying now, Lord, for the, um, like the sword of the Spirit, the sword of the Word to just come and cut off the deadness, cut off the dryness, cut off where the enemy has tried to bring confusion. We thank you, Lord, that there is light in your Word, there is revelation, that we will see the power of your Word in people's lives. God, as people step out in boldness and start speaking the Word of God over their lives, that old things will pass away, that they will be walking in the truth, I just see some of you, people are going to see you, actually see you and you're even physically going to look different. There's going to be like a, a light, a shining on you because you're walking in the power of Holy Spirit and He's moving with you. Thank you, mighty God. For some of you, I saw a picture that you're trying to see the future, but it's like someone's put you know, Vaseline over the lens and everything's been really cloudy and muddy and it's, again, those accusations from the past or... It's just been unclear and you're feeling double-minded and then it's caused you to pull back. We just pray for clarity now. Thank you, God. You are not the God of confusion. 
You are the God of revelation and clarity. I pray for each and every person here that you would bring such an understanding of the call and the plan and the purpose for their lives. Lord, that confidence would rise again where there has been a lack of confidence to minister and to serve, to reach the lost. People have moved out of their sweet spot and the Holy Spirit saying it's time to come back. God, we pray for that full assurance that faith brings that we read about in Hebrews 10. Let faith rise up in your people again. Let them not be told by the enemy that they're not good enough, they're not worthy, that no one sees them. Thank you, Lord. Bring healing to those areas. Some of you are feeling that you're never going to make it to that next stage, that place of victory. It's just been such a hard slog. We thank you, God. You are the God of the breakthrough. Holy Spirit, minister now. We just cut off every attack of the enemy. We remove obstacles to what you have, God. We pray for each and every one that others would come around them to lift up their hands, to encourage them, to speak courage into them to pray with them, to, um, yeah, just to be alongside them, to know that they are not alone. They're such an important part of the family of God. They're loved. They're cherished. Thank you, mighty God. If you're just feeling to pray for some people, just turn the music up a little bit, Emma, and we'll just spend some time. You can just stand in God's presence. Again, get him, ask Holy Spirit to speak to you. But also if you're feeling to... Pray for someone else. Just go and encourage them.
you've been called to be in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give. Thank you.